It's time for episode 116 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 9th, 2015. Clockwise, four people, four technology topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where it's Christmas time in the city. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined across the internet by my co-host, Mr. Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Soon it will be Christmas Day, Dan. Indeed, indeed. Silver bells. <laughs> yep, I don't know. That's our theme, apparently. I guess we're a little early, but hey, you can can you ever really be too early for the holiday shopping season? I hope all your sh- holiday shopping is done already. If yeah. not, you're a sucker. Condolences. Like, like me. Um, we are joined on this fine episode of Clockwise by two fantastic guests. To my left... From the wire cutter, Ms. Jackie Cheng is here. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Thanks for having me. And to my left, it is the proprietor of VeryNiceWebsite.com, John Moltz. Thanks. Well, how, that's how things work here on Clockwise. We have just 30 minutes to discuss four technology topics. I'm going to go first. Uh, some reports in the news this morning, including a quote-unquote confirmation from Bloomberg that Apple is putting its TV streaming service on hold, uh, which came after comments from Les Moonves, the CBS CEO, speaking at, I think, the Business Insider Conference. Um, I find this kind of disappointing um, because I think it's something that's been kind of been we've been waiting for for a long time. Of course, we've seen the new Apple TV come out and it kind of felt like it was it was missing something. And it seems like we might be missing something for a little bit longer. I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. Is that something you were looking forward to? Do you think it needs some more work or, you know, do you think the media companies are just going to like say, nah, we don't really want to do this? Jackie, what do you think? I guess I feel like this um, report or rumor or whatever we want to call it is it's like the story of our lives, you know, when it comes to Apple and like licensing. Um, I mean, for years and years and years, there have been these exact same reports about Apple having trouble locking down licensing deals with like music people and now it's TV people and it's just kind of like ongoing. And so, um, I, you know, I guess from my perspective, I I feel like perhaps we're just hearing a lot more about these negotiations through the rumor mill. Um, and I, I think they're probably normal. But, uh, you know, to answer your question, I guess, you know, I'm an Apple TV user and fan, and I would love to see more stuff on there. I always love to see more stuff. But um, I'm also pretty happy with the App Store and what is available now uh, through video on the Apple TV. So, I'm not particularly disappointed. I guess I feel like this is just kind of the average kind of report that you hear all the time about negotiations um, in Apple. Yeah, I mean, Les Moonves, who knows what his what his motivation is. They Apple may, somebody was saying on Twitter, I thought it was very clever, Apple may have just said, okay, we'll go to Moonves last because he's he's chatty. He's going <laughs> to, he doesn't care. He's just going to tell everybody. I, I think it's a challenge because this is, Apple needs the right deals and to, and to feel like they can make a difference here. If Apple comes out with something and, and it ends up being kind of like that, that Slingbox service or, or something like that where it's, uh, where it's, it's over the top video, but not that great, and it doesn't take the world by storm. That's not something Apple wants to do. Apple wants to do something that's going to blow people away. And if they can't do it, then I think they will will not try. Also, this is a really hazy world we're looking at here. Where I read a report the other day about how Comcast 
is is uh, putting is testing bandwidth caps again. They want to they want a world where the your broadband is all all uh, capped and you pay by usage. And then the trick is then what they do is they make deals with services to um, have it not count against your bandwidth cap. And this is interesting because basically it means like Comcast can provide over the top video and it doesn't cost you anything extra because all the bandwidth is free. And they may make deals with certain services to do that and try to get money out of them. And it's it's unclear how competitive this market will be. So it's a question about whether Apple wants to get into it or not. Uh, all the cord cutters who think they save money by turning off their TV service, you know, the the TV content that's going to be available, you're going to have to pay for. And it's sort of like the money, they're, they're going to get their money out of you one way or another. And so that's a question about like, does Apple want to compete with the people who own the the, the pipe here? So um, I, I would be... Uh, these have got to be incredibly complex negotiations. So I'm not surprised that Apple might have said, let's cool it off a little bit. We've got the product out there, the, the fourth generation Apple TV. We don't need to launch this anytime specifically. Yeah, I, I I try not to get too excited about Apple rumors, which is kind of why I, <laughs> I, I manufactured them for years. Yeah. Um, and I, so I don't, I don't you know put too much credence on the rumors and I put even less credence on things that come out of you know, entertainment industry executives mouths. So it's just, you know, I'm, it's one of those things that I'm sure they're working on. Um, like you said, they're not going to do it unless they can do it in a really special way. At the same time, I already have more television than I can watch <laughs> given the number of hours in a week. So I don't feel like it's actually something that I'm like, really clamoring for at this point because I mean the one thing I would like is I would like them to get uh, the Amazon app on the Apple TV Um, other than that I don't the rest would be just like gravy on top of that well, you know, you guys have all made me feel a lot better, and that's really what I come here for. It's like <laughs> a little bit of a group therapy session. <laughs> for therapy, so th- yep. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I think you're right that negotiations are very hazy, and it's always unclear exactly what's going on there. And I think you're also right that Apple wants to relaunch this in a way that does not feel like it is uh, you know, a subpar product, um, especially because I think they've dealt with some challenges when it's come to Apple Music and how that's been perceived by uh, by potential customers. So um, it might be a little bit longer, but hey, I've been waiting for this kind of thing for 10 years. I guess I can wait a little longer. Um, so thank you all for your thoughts on that. And we'll move on to topic number two. Jackie, what do you have for us? Um, so Apple just announced its um, you know, smart battery case for the iPhone. And you know, I think that at least from my perspective, uh, there's already everybody's arguing about it <laughs> on the internet, um, and I was just—I guess—I was wondering how you all feel about it, considering that there is a pretty mature market of like tens of trillions of battery cases out there for the iPhone and Android phones. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What are you feeling? On, on this case, are you into it? Do you feel like you're going to buy it for yourself or other people? Search your feelings. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a believer in battery cases. Period. I uh, I've always had an external battery that I've used in desperate situations, but I've never been somebody who has felt like I'm always running out of battery at the end of the day, so I need to have a battery case with me at all times. Um, now my daughter has has done that, and she's had a battery case. Although even there, she doesn't like to have it on, and so she'll carry it with her, and then she forgets to bring it, and it's. it's 
it's it's always that thing. So I'm not the best person to judge this. I don't think it looks particularly good with the hump on the back of it, but at the same time, it's a one piece, which is nice because you you don't you're not going to lose the pieces, and you can just sort of fold the top over and pull it out. And they they set it up so it's nice, and you can charge it and the iPhone using Lightning. They they didn't cheap out on it because that's not Apple style. Instead, it's very just very expensive. Um, but I don't know. I, I, how I really feel about it is that it's Apple wanting to intercept uh, a market that other companies are making money in, and by having the only case with an Apple logo on it and being able to upsell it in the retail stores, they're going to skim some amount of money off the top that would otherwise go to Mophie. And I think that, you know, honestly, I look at this, and that's the number one thing I see is I see Apple wanting to exert its power to get money that was going to third parties. I don't think anybody finds it particularly good looking. <laughs> um, I don't, but on the other hand, I don't feel like there are any cases that are like super attractive either. A lot of people <laughs> were linking to this anchor one, which was the form of it was fine. It was just sort of generic though. And, and it had ended on the back. It says anchor in big letters. It's like, that's not very attractive either. They can't even spell anchor. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it even, wow. It's not the stun of K. Um, the uh, I mean the thing has some nice features like you discussed um, in typical Apple fashion. Lightning is huge, and then you know the integration with the operating system so that you can see how charged the case is is kind of neat too. Uh, I think they'll probably do fairly well with it just from the people who are in the store and want to get a case and. There's the Apple one, and that's you know they know that that will probably work the best with it. The but like you, I am out of that market and have been for a while. I used to get them when I was turning when I was only turning the phones over every other year, and I would I would get after the first year of owning the phone, I would get a case because the battery in the phone would start to not be doing as well. And now that I'm turning the phone over every year, I'm not going to buy a case because the the bodies change frequently enough that it's not going to be good for that long. And I just don't really don't need it as much since I'm not keeping the phone that long and the battery doesn't drain as, as you know, doesn't end up as badly in the second year. So, you know, it's I think for, for their business, it's probably a good thing for them to do, but I, you know, it's not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, I, I agree with Jason that it's a cash grab for the most part, and it's really just you know a great opportunity to take some money away from accessory owners and uh, or accessory sellers, and that's uh, the same thing it's done in a number of other places. You know, you can go back to the iPod Hi-Fi and the expensive hundred dollar leather case for the iPod it released at the same time. I think um, you know Apple's got a history of wanting to you know get a piece of the pie and all these different things, and that's smart. It seems like a fine design battery case. It may not be the best one out there, but you know, like John said, you know. It's there. It's in the store. It's going to do well. Um, I think overall, it's got some nice features. It's very Apple-y. Um, a lot of people who don't, you know, don't want to do research will just buy the Apple case. So I think it'll do fine. I'm not in that market either anymore because for the same reasons as John, it just I own too many battery cases that don't fit a phone I use anymore. So I just bought an external battery, which will probably get a lot more life out of it and was a lot cheaper. Uh, so good luck, Apple. I'm sure this will be fine, but it's not going to probably blow anything out of the water. So Jackie, how do we do? Yeah, you know, I guess my my overall feeling is if you're, you know, I don't use battery cases either, basically, for the same reason as all of you have already said. But um, I feel like if you're going to get one, you know, it's it's already ugly, right? It's just like John said, all of them are ugly. So 
my I guess my perspective is you may as well get a really great one, which obviously I'm biased because we recommend the anchor at Wirecutter. But um, I really I guess I really feel like you're already sacrificing looks, so you may as well get something that is higher capacity. But I personally use and a lot and a lot cheaper too, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly, significantly cheaper. Um, but you know, I use an external battery too for those times when I need it because uh, same thing. I don't want to keep having to buy new ones every time I buy a new phone. So I don't know. That's the horrible crippling bias of trying out all the products and judging which one is the best. That's a, that's a good kind of bias, I think. I don't think that I, I wouldn't call that bias at all. In fact, um, well, thank you. That's uh, we're we're two topics into clockwise. That means we're halfway through because I can math, and uh, that means it's time for our halftime sponsor. Our halftime sponsor is Tom Bin T O M. B-I-H-N dot com. Uh, Tom Bin designs and makes travel on laptop bags in their Seattle factory. They're fans of this show, and they like to support it through this ad. And because they're fans of the show, they want us, they know we're on a clock, and they want us to just get back to the actual content of the show. So here we go. Here's my topic. Uh, Dropbox this week officially announced that it's killing Mailbox, the, uh, I would say, sort of pioneering uh, inbox uh, analysis and uh, and uh, you know scheduling app that lets you kind of deal with your inbox and defer some of your mail for later. They bought it, uh, said they were going to do great things with it, and this week they killed it, and it's going to be shut down. And I was wondering, uh, to take this a little more broadly, what's some other product that you have loved uh, that somebody bought and ruined or killed? John? Uh, Halo. <laughs> well, Bungie. <laughs> Bungie. Um, yeah, it's like I saw that I saw that topic and I was, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of a long time ago now. But um, these these, the old, these old fresh, feelings, John, I know you never really no. get rid of these these old feelings. Um, and so, you know, years ago, Halo was going to be the big uh, Mac. I mean, Bungie was such a big Mac gaming company, the biggest Mac gaming company. And like the one that we could hold up as like, yes, there are good games on the Mac. And they were coming up with Halo, and it looked like an incredible game, and everybody was really excited about it. And then Microsoft bought Bungie and decided that, no, this is going to be our, our signature uh, game for the Xbox. And, you know, oh, sure, well, you, you Mac users, we'll, we'll, gi- we'll give you the first version. That's fine. And then they didn't make any of them again after that for the Mac. So... And now I have an Xbox. Uh, you know, I got. I'm, st- I'm actually working my way through the games now. <laughs> You're part of the problem now. <laughs> yeah, well, I finally gave in. You know, <laughs> grudgingly after like what 15 years. <laughs> that's the. You that's can't the, fight City Hall. That's the Moltz way. That's right. <laughs> grudgingly giving in after 15 years. <laughs> well, I was going to go to the web services arena for two things that I thought of. If we, we want to dig way back in time. Um, I believe Amazon bought IMDb in the late 90s. I kind of feel like it's never been the same since. It's been a little more disappointing now, especially since every time I go now, it's just covered with ads and I click on, try to click on things and search results and I always get to like the ads that go over it and I'm just annoyed constantly. But it's still the best thing that's out there, which makes it frustrating. But I was also going to say Yahoo buying Flickr. Um, oh, I really liked yeah. Flickr, oh, yeah. and yeah. and it was a really great photo sharing service ahead of its time in many ways. And Yahoo bought it, and everyone was, oh hey, they got they've got money behind them now. This is gonna be great. And Yahoo's never known what to do with it, you know. And they've they've sort of tried things here and there, but mostly it's just sort of faltered and failed and died from you know withering on the vine. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really disappointed because it felt like Flickr was a really great community and a really great service for a long time. And it just did not get anywhere near the amount of love it really deserved. Uh, but now I guess Yahoo's spinning off its core business into a separate business. So, Hey, maybe, there, maybe there's hope yet. 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, Google Voice, <laughs> which yeah. I have loved dearly since it was Grand Central. Um, I, you know, it's the classic complaint about Google Voice. They just Google bought it. And then, you know, for the most part, for the features that I use and a lot of people used when Grand, when it was Grand Central, uh, you know, Google has basically let it die. Yes, they have integrated certain parts of it into Hangouts, yada, yada. You know, it's pretty clear that they are kind of trying to steer whatever they can in terms of voice uh, VoIP through Hangouts. Um, but, you know, I use it for a, an extra phone layer on top of my phone number um, to give out to all kinds of people, not just for work, like PR people and stuff. Um, I use it constantly. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it, I feel like it's slowly becoming more and more decrepit and, and unusable. And I'll be really sad one day when they finally kill it off, which is inevitable. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, that, I mean, there are so many. Flickr is a great example. It's it's not like Yahoo killed it. They just, and they didn't really ruin it. They just didn't do anything with it and then and and allowed every other internet photo sharing service to beat it. Um, I'm going to say, I, I, I've uh, long been a fan of, uh, they started out as slim devices. They were these really cool connected MP3 players and they could sync so you could have music all over your house. It was never as polished as something like Sony but it was there earlier and it was way cheaper and uh it was it was pretty great and the hardware was really great and logitech bought them and there was that moment of like oh this could be really great that finally there's a company with deeper pockets who can make this thing a real competitor to sonos and what did they do they basically killed it immediately replaced one of the products with a with the same hardware but a totally different and incompatible set of software and then not too long after that just killed that product and i believe they continue to use the name on some things um the but it's just yeah they they ruined it and it's a shame and i'm gonna probably buy sonos stuff because they're the uh the software is sort of rotted the server and doesn't support any modern music services and it's a yeah it's terrible it's very sad text like it's out of the untouchables there it's like the sean connery you know you put one of them in the morgue yeah well logitech uh they killed uh so they bought ultimate ears too which are the makers of my in-ear headphones that i love and they've kind of ruin that product too logitech so, is like the it's like the reverse midas touch it's just like everything they touch don't sell your product to logitech people that's what i'm saying <laughs> well you will well if you do you will get money yeah that's true <laughs> there's if that. you like if you prefer your product at, at right. being a good product to just cash the cash grab mm-hmm. yeah. uh, don't do it if you want if you really like money go ahead and who cares evaluate your priorities yeah exactly no i think we've come to some again a good therapy session everyone thank you john what is your topic well my topic is a uh, report that i read on the ap recently that says that apple maps once a laughing stock now dominates iphones so according to apple apple maps is now used three times as much as the next most popular map service on the on ios and according to comscore which measures things obviously differently than apple because i think they somehow they measure it by web traffic and maybe they can tell by the number of people who like tap on businesses through apple maps or something i don't know exactly how comscore measures it but they said that uh yeah apple maps is actually is used at least a little bit more than any other service in that regard which are you know both are measuring slightly different things um so it's possible it's possible that it seems a little strange that Apple says it's three times as much, whereas Comscore says it's a little bit more. But uh, it's possible that they're both actually correct. Uh, so uh, I am not really surprised that this has happened, but it's kind of funny that uh, it was uh, such a 
joke for a long time and now it's kind of just become the de facto standard because it's what's installed and is probably the thing that people go to without thinking about it necessarily. I use it uh, just because I don't really travel that much. So I, and I've, I assure I've run into the occasional, like good driving up to Seattle. Sometimes they're doing construction and it sends me the wrong way. And suddenly I'm, you know, like in a dead end. Uh, but I've also had problems with Google maps in the past too. Um, when my wife and I were in New Jersey one time, we got driven around <laughs> going completely the wrong way. So I was wondering if you guys use Apple maps and, uh, or if you use something else and what your experience has been. Yeah, I kind of bounce back and forth between Apple Maps and Google Maps, depending on like, I guess I guess really how cognizant I am of it. You know, you're right that the major advantage is that it's built in. And not only is it built in and it's like right there on the home screen um, and you don't have to download anything, but it's also integrated with everything. Right. So if you go to a Web page or an email that has an address in it and you tap that address, it's going to open in Apple Maps. If you ask Siri for directions, it's going to open in Apple Maps. Uh, and all of that is incredibly powerful because do you really want to waste the time filling around going to Google Maps, looking up the same address, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the thing that worries me is that I don't think that Apple Maps, it has improved for certain, and it is certainly much more on the par with Google Maps than it used to be. But it hasn't really, it's not leaps and bounds better to my mind. And, and that's like the kind of thing that worries me because it's built in and because they've now gotten this huge lead, whether or not Apple will continue to devote resources to it and see, you know, work on still improving it. Or will they feel like, ah, we finally got all that uh, market share back from Google Maps. We're good now. Um, because there are some disappointments. I think the, the transportation stuff is still not as well implemented as it could be, especially, you know, they rolled it out here in Boston, but it doesn't do live arrival times, which is a real problem because nothing runs on time in our city. Um, so, yeah, in general, in general, I'm not super blown away by Apple Maps, but I use it because it's integrated and because it's it's fine. It's fine. I guess I, my perspective is that, you know, I'm a city person and therefore the very second that transit uh, directions, you know, left Apple Maps for various reasons, I switched immediately and I switched completely until it was added back. Uh, and actually to go to what Dan just said, it was super easy for me to pull a complete switch. Um, so I think that the thing is Apple Maps is currently maybe a little bit better, a little bit nicer looking. But it's not significantly better. <laughs> um, you know, it is, I have switched back mostly because it is kind of default and it integrates better with Apple Watch, um, which is helpful, you know, if you're walking around and you get directions. But so, you know, Apple, I'm sorry, Google Maps also has some Apple Watch alerts. So again, you know, I, I could easily switch back. Um, I think that Apple just made a terrible mistake by removing the transit stuff. And now that it's back, it's very useful to me. Um, but, you know, I'm not totally married to it. So it's it's all about what's going to just offer a better experience. Yeah, I'm using Apple Maps mostly. I, I wrote about using it uh, with the iOS 9 beta on my uh, on Six Colors about my, uh, my road trip to Seattle. And... Um, it was uh, it was pretty good. I think I think a lot of the reason that there's so many uh, conflicting comments about Apple Maps as a service is that is that it's all about what the data is in your area, and that I, I hear from people, especially people in other countries or in less populated parts of the United States, who say that their data is bad and that the Google data is good. And that so that's that's my guess is that um, if you're on the west coast of of uh, the United States, the data is pretty good, <laughs> and uh, but um, Apple Maps 
maps may not be so good if if you are in in Slovenia visiting Andrzej Tomic. So um, I, that that's my take on this. I, I think it's good and it's gotten better and I use it most of the time and there are moments where I want a second opinion and I go to Google and if Google gives me something that I think is more trustworthy, then I use it for that trip. Like sometimes I'll it's mostly for directions where I'll look at the Apple thing and say, nah, I don't think that's right. And I'll look at Google's suggestion and I'll go, yes, this seems more reasonable and I'll take it. But I, Apple's sort of my default now too. Yeah, it seems like, and it seems like the way to keep them honest is to keep keep both installed and uh, and and sometimes use use Google Maps just to you know say, hey, we could always switch if we get you know if you if you guys completely drop this. There's another there's another uh, app that I have installed called Maps.me, which is actually you can actually download almost like physical maps of states and locations and they're available offline. So if you're like driving around in the boondock someplace and you don't get a good connection, you can check out the, the actual, you know, almost like a, like the old style fold out map and, um, and see where you're going. Yeah. Hey, I, st- I still have paper maps in my car just in case you never know. You <laughs> sure never know. You of course you do. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> just in case the apocalypse comes. I'm ready. You live in, Cause you live in the Boston area. Well, yeah, like that's super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> when the apocalypse comes, you'll say there was once a road here, but there was once. No, there was not. <laughs> well, that's four topics. Thank you all for sharing uh, with us. We have probably just enough time for a bonus topic. Uh, but Jason, before we do that. Yes, the bonus topic this week is sponsored by us. Relay launched their new uh, show support system this week. And that means that if you go to relay.fm slash clockwise and would like to support clockwise directly, you can do so. You can also support all the great shows at Relay FM. But if you'd like to support me and Dan and what we do on clockwise directly, you can do that. You can make a, a monthly or annual donation to support clockwise and help us keep doing what we're doing. And uh, if if uh, we don't, then this episode is brought to you by Logitech, which is just bought clockwise. <laughs> It's going to ruin it. <laughs> Next Damn. week, 48 minutes long, five Jason and people, I are replaced by robots. It's, it's really weird. A disaster. So let's not let that happen. Yeah. So, uh, yes, listeners like you support, support exactly. clockwise. Uh, all right. So bonus topic today. It is, in fact, the holiday season, as we mentioned up front. My question for you folks is, do you guys decorate? And if so, how? Jackie? So I used to decorate um, mostly just because I... I like that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not particularly religious, but I like to do Christmassy stuff. Um, but I, uh, right when I kind of got my own apartment and my own job and started decorating my own place, that was also when I got cats. Uh, and then <laughs> I really learned my lesson over the next couple of years. And cats just kept climbing up in the tree and knocking it over and breaking ornaments. You'd come home and there would be like broken plastic and glass everywhere. And so I kind of got worn down and now I don't decorate at all. <laughs> I just go to other people's houses and bring like wine and decorations and just hope that they, uh, they enjoy it. <laughs> do, do we get robbed? Nope. Cats. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Jason, what about you? Uh, we do, we do some, uh, we, we got a tree. That's, that's always fun and put stuff on the tree. We've got a few things that we've got, you know, some pillows, some stuff that like snow globes and things that we put out. Um, it's Hanukkah right now, and so we've got some menorahs up. That's kind of fun too, because we do all the holidays here, and uh, we have some Christmas holidays. lights. We've got a string of Christmas lights. I did Christmas lights for a while, not a lot, just like a string around the the edge of the house, 
and then I, I finally got fed up with with it and the burned out bulbs and all of that. And it turns out that that Lauren really likes them, so she she is taking that up now. So she's we 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 traded that duty, and now she puts those up. But uh, that's that's it. Nothing too crazy, um, but it, it's really nice. I really enjoy having like a Christmas tree with some lights on it when it's uh, when it's uh, dark or or when I turn them on the first thing in the morning when it's still dark out and uh, you get the kind of glowy Christmas tree in the corner. It's pretty. Yeah, we do we do the same, and I was able to do the same thing as you, and I think it was mostly an, uh, an artifact of me uh, swearing so much, putting yeah. up the, the tree and the lights, that my wife decided that she had had enough of that, uh, having to listen to that, so she took over the job. And <laughs> this year, yeah, we have a fake tree because she's allergic to everything, so she went down and she got the tree, and she put the tree up, and then she she went out, and so uh, my son and I stood around, and we started putting taking out the uh, decorations and putting the decorations on the tree, and she came home, and she looked, and she's like, um, that's really nice, but I haven't put the lights on yet. Oh. <laughs> so, so we had to make mistake. all the decorations. We, yes, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly how I did that since I used to be the one who put the lights on the tree. But anyway, that happened. Uh, and then she, uh, yeah, she put some lights on uh, the the porch outside, and um, and then you know we put up some snow globes and stuff like that too. But yeah, it's fun. It's um, you know gets you in the spirit. Yeah, I got a small apartment, so I do have a tree in the corner, which has some lights on it and a good amount of ornaments that my girlfriend and I put up this past weekend, which is pretty good. I I have some Christmas lights in my living room, which are actually just like up there year round now because, hey, why take them down? You're just going to put them up again in a year. Um, (laughs) Yep, I live in a dorm, people. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an inflatable Godzilla, too? No, I have an inflatable couch, of course. I mean, come on. (laughs) Why invest in real furniture? So, yeah, I agree with Jason. I love the the tree uh, when it gets dark. And it gets dark here about, uh, well, it should be getting dark here in about five minutes. Let's record this. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's nice to have. But glad to hear you're all getting into the holiday spirit. Um, I think that that wraps up our show, Jason. Yeah, we'll thank our guests in a moment, Dan. But uh, one thing I wanted to also mention next week, we're going to do a little uh, different. Uh, the listeners are going to bring the topics. So tweet to us at clockwise pod or go to relay.fm slash clockwise and click on the email link and send them in that way. Uh, suggest some topics and we will use your topics next week for our last show of the year, which will be Ooh. next week with, I believe, Merlin Mann and a mystery guest who I haven't uh, asked to be on yet. <laughs> the mystery is great yeah it's just it's, a mystery to me it's, it's actually just you, two yeah. merlin mans and that's gonna be the whole of the show <laughs> merlin doing a squeaky voice yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> so uh yeah thank you to our guest jackie chang thank you so much for being here thank you and john moltz thanks very much thank you and uh we'll be back next week for our, our final show of, of 2015 jason yeah indeed but until then watch what you say and keep watching the clock and the calendar i guess <laughs> bye everybody 